one day I just kind of looked at myself and I'm like, you're, you're really that girl who got fat after high school. <laughs> so I was on TikTok and Instagram every single day trying to find like these inspirations for workouts. When you train with intensity and consistency, it doesn't matter what split you're doing, you're gonna put on sides and muscle. All right, welcome back PhysiCal community to another amazing podcast. And I say amazing because we have an amazing guest today. So there's literally no way that it cannot be good. So we're going to jump straight into it. I would like to introduce to you all the Katie G is how I've been told I must say your name. <laughs> By gorgeous Liv, oh who was on our last episode. <laughs> She's probably your biggest hype queen. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt in my mind, she takes the top spot easily. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about you, Katie. So you're obviously looking amazing. You're in the bodybuilding scene well and truly. You've done some powerlifting before as well. What else do we need to know about you? Oh, what what would you like to know? Like, <laughs> well, um, yeah, moved down to the big city in 2019. So I feel like a big part of this story is adding context to the story that I'm actually a country girl. Uh -huh. So I come from Winton, which is population 816 hours from Brisbane. So yeah, moved down to the big smoke in 2019. And then I guess I've just been grabbing at opportunities every minute that I can since I've been here. And yeah, powerlifting, bodybuilding have come onto the scene, you name it. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. So it's up, right? When, About in the central west. Central west. So oh straight through the middle. Why the big move? So I guess in small towns, a lot of people struggle to leave their hometown. Like a lot of people will get stuck there for their entire life find their perfect man in, in the country town. And um, it was really mum's push to get all of her kids to go to Brisbane because she didn't want to see us get stuck there. I guess she saw her kids had so much potential. She's like, no, nope, you're not staying here. The second I can get you out of this small country town so you can go live your life, find your potential, you're out of here. That's a good mum. Yeah, a like great mum. <laughs> so what got you into health and fitness? Okay, so this was, this was a really good one. So, yeah. Moving down from Winton, so the only fast food there is a pub feed. And so it's kind of kind of hard to be unhealthy in Winton. So I guess moving to Brisbane, going into the city every single day for uni, I would have to walk through the city to get to the train, walk back out to get back to uni. There was just so much fast food that I had never heard of before. And I was like, well, I've got something to try every single day of the week that I need to come into uni, put on that freshman 15 like there was <laughs> the no, freshman the freshman 15. And I was like, one day I just kind of looked at myself. And I'm like, wow, you, you're really that girl who got fat after high school. <laughs> I'm like, I need to do something about this. Where I was living at the time, I was living in um, the South side and there was no gyms near where I lived. And I was taking the bus everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, well, I can't walk two kilometers to the gym in the middle of Brisbane so um, luckily me and my brother and his girlfriend moved to the north side where there was a gym quite close to our house. I'm like, all right, as soon as we move, I'm signing up to the gym. I'm changing my life forever. I can't keep living like this. And so, yeah, that's, I guess that's kind of when it started. Yeah, I love that. I also had my version of a, yeah, a post high school little, you know, moment where I looked at myself mm. in the mirror. And actually that was the same thing what got me into bodybuilding as well. I came from a competitive athletics background and then, yeah, things, it's so interesting, yeah. isn't it? After high school, I feel like people either go one of two ways. Absolutely. I feel like I've gone both ways now. Both ways, yeah. <laughs> I went I went backwards and then I went so forwards again. 
So you started training. I started training, yep. Started loving it. I, I wouldn't say I loved it at first, I, but I did see the newbie gains and I guess that was kind of like, oh, this is nice. But in saying that, for a good six months, I was literally in the little, in the little workout room doing my, my Russian twist, my crunches, doing my sit-ups, and then I'd go spend an hour on the cardio machines and it was just back and forth between those two rooms for a good six months. Like, I could not tell you how petrified I was to step into that weights room. And then, yeah, I eventually got out of that cycle of just doing abs and cardio, eventually found my way to the weights room. I think I might have been there for a month, two months. Mm. Had no idea what I was doing, but mind you. And then gym shut down, COVID hit. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And so I was like, oh, what do I do now? I'm like, yeah. well, I mean, the only time you could go outside was for essential exercise. I ran 10 kilometers nearly every single day. That's why you're so good at running. Yeah. I saw your story the other day and I was like, how are you clocking those times for Ks? That's why. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Bit of a cross-country background in school as well. Oh, I, I wasn't coordinated and so I'm like, oh, I'll be good at running then. Okay, this makes so much sense. Can't make the netball team. I'll just mess around, do a bit of running, <laughs> see how I go there. Okay, all right. So you had a bit of that competitive spirit within yeah. you already from, mm -hmm. you know, cross-country background. Okay, COVID hit. You were running. I was running and was, uh, I was just absolutely itching to, for the gyms to open back yeah. up. But I'm, yeah, just running every day. Eventually got my brother on board with it. And so, yeah, that was that competitive spirit back. It's like, let's race. Who can get the best 10-kilometer time? Let's go. I'm ready to go. And so... Yeah, running. Then we bought a resistance band kit and then we bought the 50 kilo dumbbell set. So we're on our balcony, like trying to do these gym workouts. Both of us have no idea what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As soon as those gyms opened, I think probably six days a week I was in there. And then I end up winning this free like PT eight week something or other. Anyway, so I got into that. That absolutely scarred me from having a coach. <laughs> Oh, really? And yeah, so I just, I was so stubborn for about a year after that. I'm like, I'm not getting a coach. I can, I know how to do this. Like I can make my own progress. So I was on TikTok and Instagram every single day trying to find like these inspirations for workouts. Yeah, just did my own thing for a year. Put on a bit of weight, put on, put on a bit of weight, bit of muscle, which was surprising to <laughs> say the least. And yeah, I didn't get a coach until I actually moved to World Gym Stafford. So mm. I just want to backtrack for yep. a second. What made that eight-week challenge experience so bad for you? What turned you off that coaching? Well, I, yeah, one day I was just told, oh, by the way, you won this raffle. And then I guess I got given my program, got given my meal plan, which didn't feel personalised to me. And then communication was just so poor. Right. With the, So I was meant to have my weekly check-ins, didn't get any of that didn't whatever I was asking for I just would not receive I was like wasn't asking for much but I just wasn't getting that level of communication that you should have been getting from a PT I'm just like oh I don't like the workouts that you've given me I'm doing my own thing anyway like yeah it was just like uh, coaches yeah <laughs> not something that you'd really pay for as I was well. like what's the big deal about having a PT I'm like mm, I'm just doing it on my own yeah exactly yeah. well I mean I think that's where a lot of people start though right and it's interesting that you mentioned TikTok that, I mean, I'm not that much older than you, but still, I'm, I'm 27, but it wasn't around when I yeah. kind of started lifting. So I was actually lucky enough that my mom was like old school IFBB bodybuilder. Um, and so she was able to teach me, yeah, how to actually lift weights properly and the technique and everything like that. But TikTok would be a great 
potentially starting point it, for it, a lot of people. It was really good. It's been like JPG started trending and stuff like that as well. So he's like, yeah, do, do you four exercises like this? Like four exercises. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. Easy. Bulgarian split squat. It was, yeah, it was the, the era of RDLs and Bulgarian split of squats course. when that really started to trend. So oh, I was loading them up heavy and like yeah. my legs put on a bit of size. I'm like, this is, this is great. Yeah, that's awesome. And then, so you got to World Gym, Stafford. Mm-hmm. And then did you say you got a coach? I got a coach. Okay. I decided I'm like, I'm going to bite the bullet. I was like. Maybe not every coach is the same. I like Anyways, that. I did have my my uni budget at the time, so all I could afford was a training program. Couldn't couldn't afford in person sessions. Couldn't afford nutrition programs. So I'm like, all right, give me the training program, and I'm gonna go for gold. Like I know how to train to to failure. Like my coach now makes a joke that I train in negative three reps in reserve because. I just get such a high of pushing myself and being the strongest woman in the room. I get complimented on it all the time at World Gym Stafford. Like someone will see me deadlifting or squatting something ridiculous. I'm like, whoa, Caitlin, like that's crazy. Yeah. I'm like, stop it. (laughs) Stop it, but tell me more. Yeah, exactly right. (laughs) I have seen some of your lifts. You've got them in your Insta bio. Yes. It's very impressive. Tell tell the audience. I know you want to. Okay. So I, I did I do dabble in a bit of powerlifting. So my deadlift is 150 kilos. My squat is 120 kilos. My bench is 75 kilos. That is so good. <laughs> that is and, so and good. And it's only going up. <laughs> yeah, it is. So do you do then strength training blocks to be able to do that? Or is that just strength that's acquired from, you know, your regular training? Well, I did a, with my coach at World Gym, so I'm no longer training with him. So I'm training with Jazz. We'll get into that, to that in a minute. So <laughs> with him, I did a push-pull leg split. So I did the classic bro split. Yeah. But just, yeah, when you train with intensity and consistency, it doesn't matter what split you're doing, you you're going to put on sides and muscle if you're training hard every session. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I did that for a good year, put on so much muscle. When I decided that I wanted to bodybuilding, I was like, I think I want a female coach to guide me through this experience because obviously I'd heard horror stories of, yeah, when bodybuilders, are females obviously, lose their period and things like that. I wanted someone to be able to guide me when that happened. Mm-hmm. Not that it happens to every bodybuilder, but it is a very likely scenario to occur during yeah. your prep. But um, had my, so yeah, signed up with Jazz Patterson based in Brisbane. Oh, she's just a ray of sunshine. Like Aww. I am, I always say to her, like, I'm so glad that I found you. Like I vigorously like sifted through coaches. Like I was, I I guess I got to the point where my physique looked like it had potential for bodybuilding. So I had WBFF pros reaching out to me, trying to get me on their team before I'd even started shredding and looking good. Anyways, yeah, so I was sifting through these coaches, really doing my research because I obviously have such a competitive mindset. I was like, I want someone who can take me as far as I can possibly go. And yeah, I'm just was so glad that I found her. So she's literally like a big sister that just has so, so, so much knowledge Anyways, sit, sat down for our consult. I want to do bodybuilding. She's like, all right. I said, I want to do season B. It's like, have you got your heart stuck on season B? Yep. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> what time of year was this? This was in January. Okay. All right. But like still enough time. Yeah. yeah. Good. I thought so. But yeah, because it was in January, she's like, are you competitive by the way? I'm like, did I just sign up to a bodybuilding comp with you? Yes, I'm competitive. <laughs> she's like, let's do a powerlifting comp. I'm like, oh, all right. 
Let's do it. Why did she suggest that? Because I'm competitive. Okay. I, I, I guess looking at the sides of me, looking at the muscle that I had on me already, she's like, let's do it. Why not? And she has a bodybuilding and powerlifting background as well. Mm-hmm. So her lifts are far more impressive than mine are, but I'm, I'm coming for you, Jazz. <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, let's do a powerlifting comp um, April 1st. You've got, we've got two, three months to prep for it. Let's go. Anyways, it's a, yeah, little fish in the big ocean. We're doing a powerlifting comp. And so you had to do, I guess, specific strength training and stuff like that. So yeah, we did a two and a half month um, powerlifting block. What does that look like? Give us the details of that because I haven't had anyone on who's done powerlifting yet. And so I'm super interested. Yeah, so all of your sessions will start with your compound lifts. So I think two days a week you'd do bench, one day a week you would do squats and two days a week you'd do deadlift. Mm. I don't, I'm pretty sure, it was a while ago now, <laughs> uh, you do conventional deadlifts on one day, then you might do a variation of a deadlift on another day. So say RDLs and things like that. And then, yeah, it's just accessories that complemented whatever group of muscles you were training. So you do might, might do shoulder press on bench day. Mm. Um, yeah, deadlifts. What else? Oh, I train full body on deadlift days most days. I think there was one deadlift day that was mostly lower focus where you'd work on some quads, some hammies, and then there's another deadlift day which you would just train your whole body. And then squats, you'd do back squats, front squats, Bulgarian split squats. Honestly, it's not too dissimilar from a hypertrophy program apart from the fact that you're doing your compound lift first. Okay, all right. Yeah. So there's not too much difference in terms of, uh, I guess, uh, sets, reps, anything like that? Because well, I have heard strength yeah, training so, is a little bit decreased in terms yes. of reps. So, yeah, less, less volume, yeah. heavier weight. Okay. All right. That makes sense. And then nutrition for that, it, does that have to be specific? Uh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So obviously you want to hit, hit your macros, hit your protein, whatnot. I was eating a lot more back then than what mm-hmm. I, well, not am now. This past week has been a hoorah for me <laughs> <laughs> as I was two weeks ago, but, um, yeah, just getting the cows up. I think I was close to 3000 calories when I was doing powerlifting. I was maintaining pretty well at 3000 calories. So yeah. that was fun. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. How did you go in the comp? So I came fifth out of 30 girls. So I was a novice comp. And so these scores were calculated on your body weight ratio to the weight that you lifted. So Perfect. Yeah, got that the, sounds fair. Got, got the heaviest deadlift out of all the girls. Yeah, though, you so, did. So that was fun. That's awesome. Okay. And so when was that again? Sorry. So that was April. April. Okay. So we came off the back of April and then we've got our eyes set on season B. Season B. What did that look like from there? So quite frankly, I was meant to literally start my bodybuilding prep. The so the powerlifting comp was on the Saturday. I was meant to start my bodybuilding prep on the Monday. Oh no! <laughs> Anyways, so calories were at what two thousand nine hundred, close to three thousand. Cut them straight down to nineteen hundred. Oh, ouch! Yeah, and so yeah, my first month of prep was the hardest month of prep. I was like, I remember getting to day two. I'm like, I'm I'm asking Liv. I'm like. Is it too early to tell Jazz that I'm hungry? Yeah, no. <laughs> she would assume that though, right? Yeah, exactly. She's like, Caitlin, you're going to be a little bit hungry. But I'm like, I'm two days in and I'm struggling. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm made for this sport. <laughs> it would have got easier after what? One, two weeks once your body it was, adjusted? It was, it was a good month. It was a good month. It was a month. month. Okay. It was a month. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty significant drop though, I guess yeah, that makes exactly sense. Right. It just, yeah. t- that adjustment period, oh. I think people don't realise as well, as soon as you, you know, you're starting any kind of diet, that initial phase just, ugh, oh. you know, it yeah. takes a, it takes a hot second and then you come good, right? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Awesome. And so then we dropped to what, 1900 you said, and then. We obviously got lower than 1900, but we hang, we hung out, we hung out on 1900 for a little while. Yeah. 
dropped down to 1800 and then I think 1700 was the lowest that we got and we chilled there for most of prep to be honest which um not a lot of girls do so whenever I would go and have a chat to another girl in prep I'm like oh I'm 1700 calories 1700 calories yeah I'm like Mm, I'm not going to ask you what you're on. <laughs> Jeez. Sounds like you're starving. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and so in that initial chat that you had with her and you told her that you're wanting to compete, had you talked about what type of federation you were going to compete in or did that come a bit later? I definitely had my eyes set on ICN. So working with VPA as their events and social media manager, I was actually out and about at all the comps throughout the year. So I had been to INBA, I'd been to ICN, I'd been to IFBB. I'd experienced all the comps, I guess, as a stool holder. You know, you know the vibe. I did. <laughs> I did my first one recently. <laughs> and yeah, so I guess I could kind of catch a vibe at all of the shows and like what the shows were like, how professional they were, how well ran they were. Over working with all of these different federations, I had built a really good relationship with the president, Jason, at ICN. And he was just, yes, yeah, so friendly, so welcoming. And he just made you feel like you were a part of the the federation, even though I wasn't competing at the time, but I was just there as a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is like a really lovely federation. And then you obviously make friends with all the competitors. And then, yeah, season A, when I went there, season A 2021, had knew no one, had absolutely no interest in competing. I'm like, Ugh, this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. And obviously season B 2021, had Liv hop up on stage. Mm. I'm like, oh, like I wasn't about this in season A, but now seeing you here and seeing like all the backstage, all the glamour, I'm like, maybe I do want to do it. Because yeah, yeah, initially when I had met Liv, so we met at a gym Christmas party. (laughs) Cute. How does that work? Gym Christmas party? (laughs) I met some awesome people there. So yeah, I think one of the first questions Liv asked me is like, do you do bodybuilding? Would you ever do bodybuilding? I think I quite frankly rolled my eyes at her. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I do not. I don't think I could. I don't think I ever would. Yeah. But then, yeah, a year on seeing her up on stage, I'm like, oh, I'm already in the gym scene. Mm. I'm already in the bodybuilding scene. Mm. It kind of almost feels like it's that next step to take. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, yeah, it was concrete after I'd seen Live Up on ICN stage. So I'm, I'm doing ICN next year. Love it. Yeah. And how did you go at ICN? Oh, this one did all right. You crushed it. <laughs> Miss, Miss Wellness Junior. Miss Wellness Junior, Queensland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so had a pretty good run. So, yeah, wellness was the main category that I competed in. I also dipped my toes in fitness and sport. Mm. So, yeah, Miss Wellness Queensland took home the second in opens. Apparently there was a, there was a battle for the overall. Unfortunately, I went down. I won't be back to try and get it. We'll get more into that later. But um, no, I'm happy with my first season. Obviously, I did, being the competitive person that I am, I did dwell on coming second and not taking out the overalls for quite a while. But I think it was important for me to take a step back and be like, Caitlin, it's literally your first season. Yeah. Grow up. (laughs) (laughs) You're just going to come back, like, bigger and better. Exactly right. Well. What's, what's there to learn if you don't get knocked down a few times? Like, yeah. oh, it's just a learning experience, really. And I think Liv said as well, when you got up maybe first time up on stage that day or something, you had a bit of the shakes. <laughs> Did I ever? <laughs> it was the same thing that happened at Tropics. So I went to Tropics two weeks prior. The first mm. time I went up on stage, shaking like a goose. And then the rest of the, the next five or six times that I went up, I was so confident, so happy to be there. And then, yeah, coming down to Brisbane, I'm like, oh, I'm going to smash Brisbane. Because, like, mm. I got all my nerves out in Townsville. Mm. 
no no I did not yeah I think just knowing like obviously being based in Brizzy so many of your friends come along yeah who couldn't necessarily make it to Townsville I'm like oh my god people that I know are here oh <laughs> I need more yeah <laughs> so yeah got up there the first time my bosses my boss bring his daughters who are what four and six years old the oldest one goes was she twerking on stage <laughs> All bless. <laughs> <laughs> Happens. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I was doing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you settled into it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, compare like those those nerves and then it's your what? Like second, second. Yeah, second real comp. comp. Yeah, exactly. Like that's an oh. awesome result. <laughs> and then after ICN, we went to IFBB. Yes, yes, we did. What was the reasoning for that? Because clearly you were set on ICN at first yeah. and you preferred that vibe maybe. Yep. Yeah, chat to us about the differences as well between those federations. Yeah. And then, yeah. So I'll quickly backtrack to the conversation that I had with Jazz. So when I initially signed up with Jazz, I was like, I want to do ICN. She's like, oh, are there any other federations that you might like to give a go? I think she was expecting me to say like, oh, I might do INBA or NBA, like one of the other natural federations. Mm. I'm like, I'd love to give IFBB bikini a crack. <laughs> She's like, mm, no, we won't be doing that this season. I'm like, because oh. I guess when I first started my my prep, like I was 82 kilos for context. Now I'm 70 um, on stage. I was 65. So that's what a good 17 kilos lighter. Yeah. I guess seeing me at that 82, like maybe I didn't necessarily look the part for IFBB bikini. Like we might've been stretching it a little bit far, but yeah, four weeks into prep. She's like, you know how you said about IFBB bikini? Like, we might give it a go, actually. Yeah. Because I guess we didn't expect me to lean out the way that I did. Mm. So we were expecting my legs to stay quite big and my upper body to not be in proportion to my legs, hence why we decided to do wellness in ICN. She's like, you know what? Like, seeing you lean out, like, you actually suit the IFBB really well. Mm. And so when she said that, I'm like, oh, my God, you see potential in me to, like, get up there with, like, you know, the girls who might be on steroids. <laughs> like really you think I can do it natty Thank yeah you. exactly and I'm like all right yeah I'll, I'll try anything once yeah like let's 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 do it and um yeah going from ICN to IFBB um so the plan was for peak week was to actually soften me up for the IFBB look mm-hmm. and oh prep just has such an emphasis on weight and what your weight does like you have to wake up every day weigh yourself track it you have to let your coach know, like, if something happens to your weight that, like, doesn't seem to be making sense. And I guess because I had put such an emphasis on weight throughout prep, seeing my weight go up in IFBB peak week, which is, like, you wouldn't expect an ICN competitor to need to get lean off IFBB. Like, a lot of people can't make sense of that. But the bikini look is softer than the hard ICN look that they like. Mm. And people say ICN is a leanness competition. So, yeah, mm. the girls get absolutely shredded for that. And so... Yeah, seeing the scales go up during IFBB peak week, I'm a bit like, oh my god, freaking I'm, out. I'm not, I'm not gonna look the part. Like, I'm gonna be too big for IFBB. Like, I'm gonna be too soft. Yeah. And then showing up on the day, like you do see these girls who look absolutely freaky. Mm-hmm. And like my coach was there. I'm like, my coach could tell something. There something was up. And they're like, Caitlin, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm, I'm too soft. I, I. I I've blown out. I'm, I, it's done. Like, when, when it, it's not going to happen. I'm like, she's like, Caitlin, you literally look perfect for the IFBB look. I'm like, okay, if you say that, I believe you. Yeah. I guess, like, that made me pull myself together. I had a little bit more composure after I'd had that conversation with my coach. But, yeah, backstage was 
just so much far more intimidating, less talking. Like there was literally oh, no thanks. talking backstage, like a little, little bit of conversation, but like yeah. nowhere near as talkative as the ICN. Like all oh, those ICN competitors backstage, they are your hype girls. Like, oh my God, Katie, you like, you smash that. And like you do it to them. And it's like, it's just like such like a nice, like fun vibe backstage mm. at ICN. Like everyone was just so friendly. Whereas yeah, IFBB is obviously a little bit, would you say prestigious? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. A bit more what competitive maybe yeah, the people that are in it. I yeah, I think the interesting thing about federations as well is generally once you kind of pick one, especially if you're IFBB, it's yeah. like you're that for life. Almost, yeah, exactly. Kind of and yeah, I guess uh, my take on it is that a lot of those yeah people have been training so, so long and for you know IFBB comps and yeah and, for that yeah. specific look as well. Yeah, I don't know. And whereas I just felt like oh I did I see I'm just gonna see how I go here as well sort yeah. of thing. Um, and how'd you go? Yeah, well, if you had asked me this question the night of the competition IFBB, so my IFBB experience was nothing like my ICN experience. So I think as soon as I got backstage at IFBB, I just felt like, you know, in like Nemo, like who who gets lost in Nemo when they get like Nemo when he Dory. goes. Dory. Yeah. No. Dory? Yes? Yeah. No, it's the sun. I don't know. Yeah. Nemo, <laughs> when he goes and touches the button, gets lost and it's like, I'm lost in this big ocean with all these sharks and I'm scared. <laughs> and my coach could tell that I was like quite nervous for IFBB. Going up on stage for the first time in juniors, I think there was 16 of us or 13 or 16 of us. And then I didn't make first call outs and I, cause I'm so competitive. Yeah. I had, I had someone tell me, Caitlin, like I saw your facial expression just change immediately on face when, on your face when you didn't make first call outs. Like, mm. like, it's all right. We're so proud of you. Anyways, didn't get first call outs in juniors, went up again for first timers, didn't get first call outs. I'm like, this is how today is going to go, is it? Yeah. <laughs> and then um, went out for novice and open, ended up getting first call outs. I'm like, whoa, there what is go. going on here? But, um, yeah, so I left IFBB not placing top three, which um I didn't expect to. I went into IFBB with not many expectations. I guess it was the whole not even making first call outs, which, which was really getting to me. Yeah. But um, end up. Yeah, going home, had a, had a dinner with all of my friends. That made me feel better. Like, like, let me know that, Caitlin, we're so proud of you regardless. Flash forward to a few days later, I found out that I actually came sixth in juniors out of the 13 girls. I came fifth in um, true novice mm -hmm. and I came fourth in novice. So despite not making first call-outs for those two divisions, I ended up placing, yeah, top five, top six regardless. And I was like, so you're telling me that I got second call-outs and I still weaseled my way into the top five. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because how many people do they usually call out in first call-outs or is it? Five or six, yeah. Yeah, right. And so you still, even in some of the other categories, managed to place, what, fourth, fifth, yeah. sixth? Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so as I was saying, like when I – initially had left IFBB the night off. I'm like, wow, that was the worst debut I could have ever made. But then, yeah, taking that time, when those scorecards came out, I'm like, oh, I've absolutely outdone myself here. Like I've yeah. shocked myself. And yeah, I posted on Instagram the other day. I'm like, I'm so glad that I had waited a few days to post this reflection because if it had come out of my mouth the mm -hmm. night of IFBB, as compared to now, they would have been such different stories to tell. Good on you yeah. for 
having some space yeah. with it as mm-hmm. well and being able to reflect on it yep. because this is such a huge accomplishment. This is your first, you know, competitive season. Yeah. You're just going whoosh, so far up from here. So when's what are you thinking next? Um, so Jazz and I are thinking a very long off season. Okay. So we're not going to dilly-dally with bikini anymore. Um, seeing me up there, my legs were noticeably bigger than a lot of the other bikini girls. And then obviously Jazz watched the wellness girls beforehand. And we think that I would actually fit better into the IFBB wellness category. Okay. So we're going to do it natty. Yep. That, like the natty athlete I am. Um, so in order to build wellness legs naturally, it's probably going to be a good year, year and a half off season. Yeah. Potentially even longer. So I'm going to yeah. say my return to stage will be 2025 at the earliest. I so look forward yeah. to seeing you up there. <laughs> so excited. This is, you know, everybody go follow Katie and I'll, where, where can they follow you to see this journey? Um, So I have an Instagram page. So it is Caitlin Grotchen. You probably won't be able to spell that last name, but if you do search up Katie G on Instagram, both my fitness and my main Instagram page should come up. Go and follow this girl. She is going to be a world beater in this. Thank you so much, Katie, for coming on and sharing your story. It's been incredible to get to know you and I'm just, I'm so excited to see where you go from here. Hey, thank you so much for having me and I'm, yeah, excited. I'll take you along for the ride. Let's go. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I have a little gift for you as well, Mr. Producer. (laughs) Thank you. Here you go, lovely. Thank Thank you you so much much for coming on. Thank you so much, PhysiCal community, for coming on and listening to this podcast. Hopefully you've learned something helpful today. If you have enjoyed this, I am going to be doing, as I mentioned last episode, a monthly giveaway of one of these amazing jumpsuits. So in order to qualify for the giveaway, you have to follow slash subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to be eligible and I'll be doing that as I said every month uh in the meantime if you'd like to find us we are on all of the platforms at physical with a dot between fizzy and cow thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you guys next time